Welcome, folks, to The Uncommon Good with Bo Bonner and Dr. Bud Marr. Every week, diving deep into the truth of Catholic social teaching and restoring all things in Christ. The Uncommon Good is on the air. I'm Bo Bonner. And I'm Dr. Bud Marr. We are coming to you from these United States of America, here in the middle of the country, Des Moines, Iowa, where we both work at Mercy College of Health Sciences. I am the Senior Advisor for Mission Initiatives and the Director for the Center for Human Flourishing out there. Bud, what do you do at the old college? The Associate Provost working in Academic Affairs at the college. And so we are glad to hear you have you here on The Uncommon Good. Thank you for listening on Iowa Catholic Radio and all of those folks who listen to us on podcasts. Great to have you with us. Uh, we want to thank uh, Mercy College, as always, for underwriting our show, mchs.edu. Bud, we talk about getting over the Thanksgiving Day hump, and so as we're getting uh, down to the, 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 the wire here, as they say, at the end of the semester. Yeah, so it's pretty much finals week is, um, is upon us, and, uh, you know, of course, this time of year, we're always praying for our students that things aren't too stressful, but that they do know what we've taught them and they need to know. Yeah, at some point, we, we should make a joke where, like, we just... Uh, use our radio show to point out people who have delinquent papers. Like, so we can have all of our uh, colleagues be like, can you call them out on air? That would assume that our students are listening, but it's a nice thought anyway. Just one more way to be student-centered, bud. That would be interesting. Maybe not scintillating radio, but we'd be doing a the community a service. It might also be like in uh, FERPA or FERPA HIPAA. Violation. Yeah, yeah. There's lots of violations. Uh, anybody who's in academia like notices how that how easily that rolled off the tongue. Uh, one of the things I'm sure everybody in the modern working world knows is that you know there there's trainings you do and it's good. You know you want to make sure to like uh, dot the i's and cross the t's. But I do think academics um, could probably whisper. FERPA law in their sleep. Uh, we've we've heard about it uh, uh, quite a bit. Yeah, no, it does get hammered home, but it's a so yeah. I'm in no danger of slipping up with FERPA because <laughs> it's like one of it, you know it's almost like a Marine boot camp where they're like screaming in the face like you cannot talk about students outside the context of class. So. <laughs> so I mean, if you've just heard that and you're a parent or a student, we we're pretty trustworthy. So mchs.edu FERPA compliant. And on your side. That's right. Well, and Bo, in leading up to today's episode, we've talked about kind of a new direction for the show. Not like a complete recalibration. We're still the uncommon good, still focused on some of the great pillars of Catholic social teaching. But it actually ties into what you were saying about the college because one of the, the foundational course of the college is called Servant Leadership. And when I started teaching there, that I, I wasn't honestly super excited about it because that phrase has become such a buzzword in our culture but it's it's been interesting and very like encouraging for me to see how that's addressed at the college and and talking about the uncommon good and talking about Catholic social teaching, we sort of wanted to launch a whole new series thinking about sacrificial leadership and what that looks like um, as we as we navigate the modern world. Yep, as we're switching up here time wise, and I, you know other people are doing this as well. But you know we we've been talking about the uncommon good specifically in terms of uh, Catholic social teaching. For and I think we talked about this on the last episode. Coming up on five years, we're all really bad at math. But the point is, is it's been a while, and it's, of course, Catholic social teaching is not exhaust. You know, it's inexhaustible. There's more that you can talk about it, and certainly we plan to have guests that still talk about that when the episodes come up. But what we're thinking of is, like you said, doing something in keeping what we've always been, but maybe sort of taking it in a slightly different direction. As Bud has said, the thing that we started out doing here together in Iowa at Mercy College was teaching about leadership. 
Now, we've also gone through, uh, you know, different career paths that brought us back here together, but here in Des Moines. But I think one of the common themes has always been, how are we going to apply Catholic social teaching, the life of the saints, philosophy, everybody who knows us knows John Henry Newman's going to be involved, uh, into this idea of what we expect from leaders. And to get into all sorts of topics, right, about like what leadership is, but what it's not. Um, why do we think there's a dearth of leadership? Why are we mistrusting of, of leadership? But also, what should we gain or glean from the saints, the, the sort of principles that we look at? There's a lot that all, of course, still pertains to the common good Catholic social teaching, but maybe uh, also to sort of bring up another aspect that we glean from the college to attune it to a practical aspect, right? The practical wisdom of what we should expect for leaders who imitate Jesus Christ, Catherine Macaulay, the saints. And so this is sort of the start of a new, not completely beginning, but a sort of new vein, a new direction. A new era. A new era. And we want you to stick around because when we get back with the uncommon good, this new era will begin. Thank you and stick around. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, an authorized independent agent for Walmart Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Iowa, an independent licensee of the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association. Learn more at 515-226-2111 or cindyschulte.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Blessman International. According to a global food security report, more than 820 million people in the world are hungry today. None of us can help them all, but how about one? One child. Blessman International provides 60,000 children in South Africa with a daily hot meal, place of safety, educational experience, and spiritual development. Learn more at BlessmanInternational.org. That's BlessmanInternational.org. Thank you, Blessman International, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Christ is the Answer with Father John Ricardo is provided by Confluence Brewing Company, brewed locally and featuring regular, seasonal, and limited-release beers available at local stores, bars, and restaurants. Confluence Brewing Company at 1235 Thomas Beck Road, off the bike trail south of Grays Lake, and online at confluencebrewing.com. Confluence Brewing Company offers curbside service and would like to thank you for your support. Thank you, Confluence Brewing Company, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. We're back with the Uncommon Good, Bo Bonner and Dr. Bud Marr, coming to you from Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you for listening to the show, or if you're not listening live, thank you for listening on the podcast. You can keep up with all that's going on at Iowa Catholic Radio by visiting our various social media, iowacatholicradio.com. Download the Iowa Catholic Radio app anywhere that you have data. You can follow there, listen live, or listen to the things that are recorded. Follow us at Iowa Catholic Radio as friends on Facebook and at IA Catholic Radio on Twitter. Thank you again for being a part of the Uncommon Good, and thank you for sticking with us during this uh, change that we're going through. So, Bud, changes, you know, they happen, um, and we're going through it as well, and we don't want to make it sound like we're, you know, being dramatic or, or you know, too uh, anticlimactic here, but when we were thinking about, you know, we've gone from an hour down to 30 minutes, and then when we were thinking about the sort of time change, it seemed like a good time to step back and say, is there a slightly different way that we wanted to take the show? And we don't want to worry people, and that's what we're talking about today, that it's not this big revolution, but largely in keeping with things that we've already done. Yeah, well, and in, in broadcasting the show, you know, Bo, our lodestar um, has been um, 
really Catholic social teaching and looking at the foundational ideas about society and the common good that the church has taught. And we felt like that that was a really important task because I it's it is one part of the faith that maybe doesn't get the press or the pub that it deserves, you know. And so that's been a big part of what we've done for the last five years. And talking about those matters, and even, you know, sometimes when I talk about the show with folks on the street, one question that comes up a lot is like, you know, I I, I found last week's, you know, discussion really interesting. And then sort of pressing like, but what does that mean for my life? And even in thinking about the common good, like there's this there's this piece of it where we're concerned about the whole, but that never, so to speak, like dissolves the individual. There's always kind of like, the individual concerns, what does this mean for me and my life at the ground level? And I see the pivot in the show as being primarily about that. So we've we've got sort of this superstructure in place. Now, how do we cast a vision for persons as sort of like individual disciples? As I think about my, my own life and my own vocation, how do, how do I kind of live out this great, you know, sort of like treasury of teaching that the church has given me? I really like the idea of a few things. Like, for one, that you're on the streets <laughs> and that, like, you're also just talking to people about the show, which is awesome. I, I, I'm now, anytime I drive up, you know, on you and you're in the streets, I'm just going to assume, like, they're, they're asking about the show. Well, as I was making that comment, I actually had a specific event in mind because a couple weeks ago after Mass, someone came up to me and they're like, hey, I love the show. And, you know, you, we were talking last week on the Thanksgiving episode about, like, what a blessing it is to be a part of this ministry. And sometimes, like, I, you know, we talk about, like, pinching ourselves. Like, it sort of seems unreal. So she came up to me and said, you know, like, last, last week's episode was great or whatever. And I was thinking, oh, has she been digging into Seinfeld on Netflix? Mm. And I was like, oh, she's talking about the uncommon good. <laughs> well, one of the things that I think is important to point out is we're not changing the show. Um, and... Just a few things to, to reassure people. We still plan to have guests. We still plan to have guests come on and talk about the common good. Um, and then we also plan, if it like is reasonable to have episodes that are, so to speak, classic uncommon good. Yeah. But if you're talking about uh, phase two, um, it's still you know the uncommon good. And one of the things that we're really wanting to talk about is an, one of the uncommon goods is sacrificial leadership. And this is bringing together what we've talked about on the show. And to be really frank about it, I was going back and looking um, at the earliest descriptions of our show. And we said we were going to talk about servant leadership oh, yeah. more than we probably ever did. Um, but, you know, we, we've, we've gone through interesting um, uh, career uh, growth that we really are in leadership positions, which is, you know, maybe an indictment on the modern world that you and I get to be in leadership positions. But it's also been the case that we've taught students about what that looks like, what does it mean to be a leader. And to be honest, I think there's a lot to ask, not only what is a leader, but maybe, you know, definitively what isn't a leader. That's something that I've done uh, with side projects that I've done. Um, what's the difference between being a leader and being a ruler? What does it mean to be a good follower but more importantly, and most importantly, what does it mean to talk about leadership in the key of Jesus Christ? In some ways, Bud, I think our goal is to destroy leadership studies, <laughs> which in many ways I think are—I mean, I'll be honest—awful. Uh, or apologies let me apologies uh, to John Maxwell. Yeah, <laughs> shots fired. I couldn't resist. But at the, at, the, at the least, what we want to say is that Christians, when it comes to the idea of being leaders, we don't need to bow to the world or try to fit what we believe into the paradigm of what the world believes. 
we have the person that we should look like. He has literally led the way for us through death into life, Jesus Christ. And so whatever we do as leaders in the world, we have to imitate him. And I think it's timely to point out that there are plenty of people who distrust leaders. Yeah. That leadership overall is, is having a crisis situation. So if we care about the common good, if we care about Catholic social teaching, but it's like you said, I only think it makes sense for us to make it practical, to make it brass tacks by talking about these things that you and I have been in the orbit of teaching, thinking, researching, and talking about for years. Well, and we all have to face this question on sort of a meta level, stepping back. Uh, there's really no way around leadership. And I think about even God calling us special people that, you know, like with Israel and Abraham as the father of a great nation. Sometimes when modern persons talk about ancient Israel, they say it's a theocracy. Like it's sort of like a rule founded solely on divine power or, or whatever. But even in those very ancient forms, God appoints, like he appoints Moses to serve a special role. And when Moses can't handle it, handle it all, God gives him like 70 elders who help him with that task. And throughout history, like the leadership looks different. And some folks have even said, you know, like as Catholics, we don't demand necessarily a certain type of government. Like there could be a good ruler who is democratically elected. But I think this is almost like a core principle that informs our show that knowing God and loving God are never unmediated realities. And I guess, Bo, this sticks out to me more because of my background. I, I don't think it's unfair to say like, Protestantism on the whole is a little more suspicious of mediation than Catholics. Like I have Protestant relatives who say like, why would I confess to a priest when I can just ask God directly to forgive my sins? But I, I don't know. I've, I, not to sound like a biblical fundamentalist, but like at each stage in scripture, God appoint, like he gives leaders as, as gifts, as you know, like to be, like I said, mediators of his love, of his grace, of his gifts. And there's really no way around it. So the question is not so much like, should I be a leader or what kind of leader should we have? But like, what will they actually look like? How will we actually wield the authority and use the gifts that God has given us? No, I think this is a great warning too, because if you, if you are worried about the mediation aspect of leadership, and, and to be honest, but that's a great way to coalesce a lot of what we're talking about, is that leadership is not like, oh, a set of... Um, personality traits that someone has, for instance. Um, th there is a way in which what we're talking about is mediating power and authority and words we don't like in the modern world but obviously exist is the more you push away on that idea and like I don't want a mediator, I don't want there to be like an apparatus of authority, the more that you're going to care about charismatic authority, which is fine if you have like a great person who happens to be charismatic, but... Mm -hmm. But I seem to remember a few people in history that are uh, quite charismatic uh, but led people uh, astray, to say the least. And, you know, we'll talk about this more. I know we will because we brought it up in class so many times when we taught together. And I really want to reemphasize that, but that this is us really thinking a way about how to recapitulate what we did as when we started here in Iowa at, at Mercy College and teaching with what the radio show has become. But leadership is always about leading people to something. That's really it. It's not first a noun about a job description. It's someone who already is mediating you, the median, right, the, the trip between where you are and where you're going. And if the idea is that what we're doing is trying to get people to heaven, 
even if it's an organization or a state or a group of people, leadership is not primarily about the leader. It's about the destination. And can that leader help you get there? Yeah. And there is a way, like we talk about the golden mean with some of these things. There's a way in which people can wield authority in too heavy handed a manner. And when we think about the abuse of power, like that's mainly what comes to mind, but there's the flip side of that. The opposite extreme is someone who won't take up the tasks that are proper to their office. I mean, a really easy example and one that I'm probably guilty of in my life is like, we all know parents who can sort of let their kids run wild. And it's like, well, why doesn't, why doesn't dad step in? But that's precisely um, what we're trying to drive at in this sort of like the conversations coming up here in the near future is what does it look like to, to rule or to lead like Christ did, whatever sort of office we've been given, how can we imitate Christ in that position? Um, you know, I mean, we, you've already mentioned John Henry Newman, he was really fond of this phrase, like the abuse of an office doesn't undercut its use because we all know examples of bad politicians, bad bishops, bad parents, but no matter how poorly it might be done on that sort of like individual specific level, those offices are really useful and important for the sake of the common good. So, I mean, that's going to be a big piece of what we're about as well. And to take the lead here, bud, we got to get to break. But more of this when we're coming back. Bo Bonner and Dr. Bud Marr coming to you from Iowa Catholic Radio Airways. Thank you. We'll be back right after this. This is Matt Wilkham, Executive Director for Iowa Catholic Radio. As 2021 draws to a close and we celebrate 15 years on the air, I'm overwhelmed with gratitude for all those who've sacrificed and given so much to make it happen. Now it's time to make sure Iowa Catholic Radio gets a strong start for the next year. Please consider a tax-deductible year-end gift. Call 515-223-1150 or donate online at iowacatholicradio.com. Donations must be postmarked by December 31st. Thank you. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by the Sarah Vocations Ministry. Sarah is an apostolate dedicated to the support of new and existing vocations to the priesthood and consecrated life. Learn more at joinsarah.org, joinserra.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. cpcustomhomes.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Five Sons Naturescapes. Five Sons Naturescapes is a Catholic veteran-owned family company providing premium outdoor landscaping. Learn more about Five Sons Naturescapes at fivesonsnaturescapes.com. Fivesonsnaturescapes.com. We're back with the Uncommon Good. Bob Honor and Dr. Bud Mark joining you this Wednesday. Thank you for listening to the show. And thank you for hearing us talk about, uh, like we said, the change in direction with the show, which does not mean uh, that it's changing subject matter. It's still going to be about the common good, the uh, common good, Catholic social teaching, all of those things, but focused, as it were, in a sort of practically wise way, dealing with particularly leadership and all the things that attend to it. Leadership, what does it mean to rule? What does it mean to follow? What is good leadership, bad leadership? But most importantly, what does it mean to imitate Jesus Christ and lead how he does. So, but of course, one of the things that we want to point out is it's important to go look in the right place for leaders. For instance, senior advisors and assistant provosts. No, I'm joking. (laughs) 
we're we're not trying to lean uh, on those titles. Instead, what we're trying to lean on is someone like the patroness of our show, Saint Joan of Arc, who's always been uh, like we said, the patroness of our show. We believe looking out for our show, and so we think about her as a sort of prototypical leader in the key of Christ. She she is in many ways, of course, but it's her charism, right, that sort of makes her so well known. But, it, you know, she wasn't there to sort of flout uh, the idea of leadership as mediation. Indeed, kind of her role was to mediate um, God's will into a sort of system that it has sort of dulled its ears to listening to the word of God. But at the same time, willing the entire way down to be humbly who she was, um, but also sort of stick out on a limb in ways that were unparalleled for her time. So as we move into this role of talking about the uncommon good of sacrificial leadership, I think that that's people, someone that we want to keep in mind is St. Joan of Arc leading the way for us to talk about this in a time, bud, that I think it's very necessary to talk about leadership. Well, when you bring up St. Joan of Arc, I think about kind of the classic phrase about being a fool for Christ because so much, so many of the leadership books that are written today, I, I feel like they're almost like too safe or comfortable. Like <laughs> leadership will help you, you know, be successful in the sense of just like getting the promotion at work. Joan of Arc almost realized that like something more was at stake and so was willing to be able, I mean, willing to be seen as kind of crazy in the eyes of the world for the sake of this higher good. She also served a prophetic role and we can get into this on a later show, but like, I think a, a key thing that we have to talk about with prophets is like, again, this idea, they didn't attack the office qua office. They were actually challenging leaders to be called who their office demanded them to be. So you think about another great saint, like St. Catherine of Siena had some challenging words for the Pope, but she didn't communicate those ways in such a way that people would be like, Oh, like the papacy, we got to chuck it out or get rid of that. But was saying like, no, this is what the papacy is always meant to embody. And you've really dropped the ball in that regard. No. And I think about this in terms of someone else, of course, like you said, we always bring up John Henry Newman, that when we, when we St. John Henry Newman, I didn't say it earlier. Uh, it's important for us to realize that when we start to attend to the office and the offices of leadership that God, for instance, has enacted in the church, but even to think about why it is like something like the state exists or why God has um, given authority in, in unequal measure, at least, so to speak, in, um, in formal terms, that we get down to the heart of the matter in this regard, um, which is to say that if you're not willing to, to take up um, the gifts God has given you to sort of make a, a connection to last week, for the sake of those who need those gifts, then you are a squanderer and you're using the things that God gave you for selfish reasons. If we look at the world, but, and look at this sort of inessential inequality, not sort of, you know, of course, equal in sort of the foundational dignity of which God made us, but the fact that like some people are tall, some people are short, some people smarter than others, some people less, the idea that there are some that are strong in some measure and weak in others the only Christian answer to this is that God made some strong for the sake of the weak and that he often uses the weak to shame the strong in the world. And part of that sort of, like you said, that propheticness of that is to bring, bring people back around to say that we, God has called the offices of leadership for that reason, to get people somewhere, to get them to the common good, to get them to some temporal good, ultimately to get them to the good of heaven and if people don't do that, 
then being prophetic is to call people back to the actual reason that that office was began in the first place. And that's what we hope to be doing with this quote-unquote change in the direction of the show to talk about the uncommon good of sacrificial leadership. And we love and are very happy to have you all on along the path as we, as we do this shift. But as people go along this shift with us, what are ways that they can pray for the success of this show, but also everything that we're doing on Iowa Catholic Radio? Yeah, we kind of mentioned at the beginning of the show that this December, some of the times of shows are changing. Our own show going forward is going to be broadcast at 9.30 in the morning. That will be immediately followed by the rosary at 10 a.m. The rosary can be prayed at any time on the Iowa Catholic Radio app, of course. Then the Angelus is prayed right before noon at 11.55 a.m. and the Divine Mercy Chaplet at 2.55 in the afternoon. We want to say, again, thank you for all that you uh, do that makes Iowa Catholic Radio possible. Specifically for this show, we want to say thank you for the prayers that you've uh, given along the way to make the show what it has been. And we ask for prayers, of course, with it going forward. Um, with this move, like I said, it's it's not like this the massive shift in the world. It's more of a sort of focusing rather than a shift. But if you can remember us in our your prayers as we go about doing that, we would appreciate it very much. So we need your prayers. We want to say thank you for your volunteer hours, but also for you who uh, volunteer your material wealth. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Uh, the material wealth that makes it possible for this show to be on air and Iowa Catholic Radio in lar- at large to be in, on air. You can donate by going to iowacatholicradio.com. There's a donate button there. You can donate on the Iowa Catholic Radio app. And if you call or text 515-223-1150, you can donate there as well. Thank you for making this ministry possible. And one more time, as we make this new focus on the show, we do ask that you redouble your prayers for this effort because we think that God's calling us in this direction and there's much profit to be had in the kingdom to talk specifically about uh, the uncommon good of sacrificial leadership. Bud, exciting times looking forward. Yeah, praying that all of our listeners have a blessed Advent and looking forward to journeying together towards Christmas. So this is the uncommon good. May Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, reign in our hearts, our family, city, state, nation, world, solar system, galaxy, the whole kit and caboodle. This is the uncommon good, and we'll be joining you talking about the uncommon good of sacrificial leadership next week. The Uncommon Good with Bo Bonner and Dr. Bud Marr is heard every week on wonderful Catholic stations like this one and anytime on podcast. Just search for The Uncommon Good. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and The Uncommon Good provided by Mercy College of Health Sciences. Learn more at mchs.edu.